Hello, hello. Thank you for joining us as we deep dive the season finale of Sister Wives, season 18. Who knew it was the finale? Not me. When we saw the preview with the one-on-ones, we were like, wait, what? That's it? I feel like they usually really try to hype up a season finale, but they were like, nope, we're just going to sneak it right in there. Do you feel like production dropped a ball here? Like they should have built up all this hype for the last episode of the season? Or do you think maybe they just thought it wasn't worth it? I think it's the second option because usually a season finale, everything is tied up. It's in a nice bow. There's things to catch up on in the tell all. But this was... I didn't feel like as clean as a normal season finale would have been. So maybe they were like, let's not even hype it up. It is what it is. Do you feel like this is more of a part one? No, I think this is it. This is the season finale. And then we move on into the tell nothing one-on-ones. We talk about it so many times on this pod and it would be incredible to have everyone in the same room, in the same couch, same couches, it's just never going to happen. And I don't think, well, I think it's a disservice to fans. I think we don't get the true conversations or the real conversations that we would love for this family to have. It's just a lot of answering questions, respond to this video clip. You don't get anything or excuse me, you don't get as real with those conversations if you weren't in a group setting with everyone. The best part of a tell-all is everyone calling everyone out. And if it's just one-on-one, we're not going to get any of that. Also, I know I'm in the minority, but I don't mind Sukanya being the host because I think no matter who the host is, they would be under the same constraints. I don't think she has a lot of creative freedom in terms of what she's allowed to ask, how she's allowed to frame questions. I'm sure these are all predetermined and she's just the one delivering them. The only caveat there is maybe if I like Suki as well, maybe if we had a different host, they would push those boundaries a little bit more. Cody better not touch her during this tell all because it was wild last time. He like grabbed her leg. We don't need to be touching any other woman's thigh as a married man. Let's just keep our hands to ourselves. Great life pro tip. Thank you. (laughs) Now, while we only get two scenes this episode, I still thoroughly enjoyed it. We've already watched the last half of this episode about three times now. We have our very slow note taking and then we watched it back again And then again, right after that. And there's just so much to pick up on. This conversation was a rare example of this family talking about some real shit. Finally, it's real. It's in front of another person, a.k.a. Robin. Can we all get on this same page and not be forcing people to stay together? Also... I loved getting all the validation I needed that Robin runs that house. We've only listened to one pod and we have so many more to go. And I'm so excited to get everyone's feedback or hear everyone's opinions and 
see maybe where opinions have shifted. That is one that I think if there were members of the community that thought Cody ran that house, this was the ultimate proof of how much pull Robin really has over Cody. It's also more proof to me of the favoritism because there is no way that Cody would allow any other wife, a kid, anyone to speak to him the way he allowed Robin to constantly interrupt and basically tell Cody he was wrong over and over again. I think about the conversation with Cody and Janelle, even though they were they were in full-blown argument mode, it was a moment where one person was talking over the other and look at how Cody reacts to Janelle. Whereas when Cody, excuse me, Robin essentially tells him to be quiet and watch your words. He adamantly listens. He does quiet listens, does not interrupt her was so wild to see. Let's deep dive before we hit on any more hot topics. We start the episode in Parowan. Mary reveals that on their first anniversary in Flagstaff that Cody said things to her that led her to believe that he wanted a relationship with her. For example, they cheers to a new relationship. What a scumbag. How dare you do that in private and then say everything you're saying to the world? Now, here's my thought when I saw this on screen. Is he saying a new marriage like cheers to the start of our marriage again or is he saying cheers to friends like friendship it seemed like a pretty romantic date night a drive to the grand canyon dinner i mean i don't know if you're doing all that if you're like we're gonna be friends cheers to friendship now is this why robin also has her words that she does have her trying to convince mary to stay Because Cody is not matching what he's telling each person. It's interesting because in their sit down, Cody talks about how Robin's an advocate for Mary. Mm -hmm. But if you know this, I mean, in the same vein where Cody just won't tell Mary, like, you need to move on. Like, this is over. He, Mm -hmm. He just won't do that. No. I think something about him. Well, if he told Robin to stop. He's essentially telling her, I'm giving up on this wife. Like, you need to let her go. He's also breaking some promises that he made to Robin. So it's easier if he doesn't let the wife go. It's easier if the wife breaks up the relationship, which we have seen with all of the other relationships. Also, later in the episode, he has the guts to bring up like, oh, when two people divorce, they break out their victim cards. No, that's you. That's just you. You don't want to leave them. You make them leave you. You're just a horrible person until they figure it out. And then you're like, wow, I didn't see it coming. We have an interview with Janelle where she talks about how loyal Mary is and a person of her word. She wonders at what point is it not healthy for Mary to be in this relationship? Janelle hates Mary. Mary hates Janelle. So the fact that Janelle can say this about Mary in a positive light, even bring up, is this healthy for her? I have hope. I love the confirmation that at least Mary does watch the show. Or at the very least, the community blew up her social media so much with this clip (laughs) that she saw Cody say, 
that he does not consider himself married to her anymore. I am glad we got this confirmation. I would guess this family does watch the show whether they want to admit it or not. I think it's just a bummer that it took Mary this long and you had to watch that episode when Cody said that to finally let it click where us as a community, as fans, I'm assuming people that have tagged you on Instagram, Mm -hmm. we have been pleading with you to leave this man. And it took you so long. Even in this episode, Cody calls out, you probably wasted like seven years of your life, which realistically, it's more than seven years. Oh, yeah. That is a huge bummer. I'm sure you have a great life, but it is time you will not get back. Mary says, that was pretty insulting and vulgar for him to be open to that. And I immediately thought of Lakai when Cody talked about the vulgarity of her having two husbands. I like to think that Mary had that callback. Christine says that she finds it disgusting what Cody is doing and equally disgusting that Robin is begging her to stay. Let that girl go. Robin has been such an interesting character on this show because it's almost like she doesn't get or doesn't understand everything that's going on because how can you plead for someone to stay in this dead relationship, but also you don't maintain a bond with this person. You speak to them almost, I mean, sister-wise, it's like a higher regard than a best friend, but you don't treat this person like someone would treat their best friend. You don't communicate with them like they would their best friend. Not even an invite for Easter. Nothing. Second Christmas. Nothing. We put a pin in that for now and go back to Burley, Idaho with Christine and Janelle. What did you think about their finale is essentially two episodes worth of a weekend trip to Idaho? Yeah, not exactly how I would want to end this huge season. Like, this is one for the books. This has been the most viewership in show history. I don't think it should have ended on this note for them. You know how we always complain that the timelines seem like they're all over the place? Like, for example, Mary is in October-ish time frame. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Christine and Janelle are in the summer. I think so, too. Just with plants and hiking and the weather now this is some tomfoolery to trick us and save content because realistically i am sure by this time janelle by october time frame janelle made it clear like our relationship is over by this time christine had met david so why wouldn't you in this grand amazing season finale you get mary leaving janelle leaving and Christine meeting the love of her life. You are not, you're gonna tell me that wouldn't be the most incredible season finale? All of us in the community would be so hype. That would have been the perfect with a bow on it. Everything's clean, everything's ready to see like an expansion onto the season. I mean, like we'll be, be ready, we'll be counting down to next season. It would be banger after banger after banger in one episode, mm-hmm. which again, then you could lead to and find out more in the one-on-ones how is it possible that married at first sight can have two hour episodes and this crazy season we can't even get like an extended season finale 
I'm just saying, I would rather see more of this show just because we're finally at a point to where massive life decisions are happening. I would imagine next season, even though they, they did jump a lot of time this season, there's going to be moments in next season, or maybe it's the grand reveal right at the beginning, but the timeline's going to be where we, essentially probably where we left off with Barry, but that's going to reveal, for example, we're going to start following Christine and David. We're going to maybe know where Janelle's up to now, which probably could have been in the last season, but they're saving it, sadly, probably to still add a little bit of content into next season, which is, you know what's more interesting? McKelty's still not had her kids. <laughs> oh, you're right. Oh, my goodness. So we spent so many episodes talking about the carriage house and this big reveal. So that'll be next season that they're going to drag along. And they're also going to drag along the birth of the twins. Wow. We used to cover entire seasons of this family building four homes. <laughs> we are following Mary remodel a shed. Yeah, and the, that was a huge chunk of like three episodes. In his interview, Cody talks about how interesting it is that Christine and Janelle have a relationship now. He says he wish it wasn't so, but it seems that they united in the common enemy, me and Robin, because they have nothing good to say about us. Yeah, but you're not doing anything good by them or their children. Very easy to unite against that enemy. At this point, the way I've seen Cody break things down, I just don't hold too much weight to it. For example, it's been revealed and we've all known he spent so much time with Robin. And now I'm thinking if that's been years, I mean, we're talking since essentially Robin joined the family. Mm -hmm. Yes, you might have known where Christine and Janelle were at a certain point in time of your lives together, maybe before Robin. And that's your definition of them. But they've had over 10 years of time after Robin joined the family, their relationship has probably molded since then, but you don't spend that kind of time with them to even be able to define what their relationship looks like. And even when you are in the state your family has been in, you don't live together, so you don't see them interact. You're at one person's home for the night, you conversate, and then you leave the next morning. I was just going to say how Christine and Janelle really bonded over raising the kids and basically like tag teaming everything that needed to be done every day. So there was the initial foundation. Robin comes along. Cody's not helping either of them now. And so the relationship grows like it's very natural if you think about it. Janelle talks about how she went back to school when she had small children. She worked full time. She worked at night and then she would go to school and Cody was only there every third day. She was 33 when she ended up graduating. Christine talks about how she also went to school, but doesn't really talk about like what type of degree or anything like that. But to me, that's just another reflection of like how hard Janelle worked and how sad it is now the position she's in because all of that revenue, all of that time all of the retirement funds that she had built up and given to this family don't even matter now they also go into detail on since janelle was working going to school 
Christine helped. Again, they allude to Christine helping with the children. And I just find it hard to believe Cody's definition of their relationship where they relied so much, so much on each other. I can't see it be so antagonistic. No, me neither. I don't buy anything Cody says, especially now. Honestly, I love talking about food storage. So the fact that this was randomly brought up made me very happy. Honestly, I love this too because I will take any insight into the way they lived, why they live this way. I find it so fascinating. And even though, yes, we're talking about food storage, but I mean, it's it's the way they were raised. They're, what are they thinking? Why do they do this food storage thing? As we know, the whole family was storing their food in Christine's garage. When she left, Cody had to move the food storage to a storage unit that they now pay monthly for. Wild. Sir, how many thousands of square feet is this home that you have with Robin? How many trailers do you have sitting out on Coyote Pass and in your driveway? What is in your garage? What is in your basement? You have a huge pantry. It's interesting because storage is a multi-billion dollar industry in America. I mean, we're literally making money. To just, people are making money to allow us to store our shit. And I'm curious, do they use the items in storage? Are they just storing it indefinitely? I mean, yes, the stuff has a long shelf life, but it does expire. I feel like Cody and Robin are too bougie to use it unless it's an emergency. Like all of, and they're not looking at it and going through it and contributing to it. It's probably all expired now and not being rotated and not being, you know, spread amongst the family and the kids. Also, doesn't it seem weird to have food in a storage unit like miles away from home? Like, shouldn't you have like quick access to it? That's true. I mean, if you're thinking of the concept being this end of world days, why would you want your food storage so far away? So fun fact, my old boss was also Mormon, believed in food storage, and he would order things to our lab and it would be like five gallon buckets of six months of food or whatever it was. And so he had all of this dry food stored at home and at our work. And at one point it started getting close to the expiration date. And so he would have his dry dehydrated food for lunch. <laughs> like I would go in the break room to like warm up soup and he's like putting water into a bowl of mush. <laughs> Great memories. Something else that was mentioned in this conversation was that Mary didn't really buy into this whole food storage thing. And I was curious because her and Janelle seem so committed to the faith and their promises and all these things. But that seems like not a pillar, but a very important aspect of your religion. This whole food storage concept, end of world days, got to prepare. It's interesting that Mary, the first wife, didn't really buy into that. Well, because it's brought up later, I feel like I can bring it up now for this. But is it because she had one child? She knew that the family had their food storage. She knew she had access to it. So she was just figuring it would be okay. I wonder if to her it just wasn't as big of a deal. Like you mentioned, she only has one child. So mm -hmm. there's also so much less food required of her side of the family. Mm, do you think she contributed to the food storage if she didn't really buy into it. 
the way this family's worked for so long, I'm sure in one way or another, everyone contributed to the family pot. Whether it's, you know, a portion of that family pot then went to the food storage, fine. Do you remember the really old scenes of Janelle and Christine shopping and like putting stuff in the pantry and just having like huge things of sugar, huge things of flour? Those were fun episodes to see how they grocery shopped and how good Christine was at budgeting and guessing the total. She was like down to like the dollar. I felt like they did the replay where Cody talks about how they have to basically buy meat by the cow. Mm hmm. My parents did that approximately one time and they were overwhelmed <laughs> by the amount of meat that they had to store. Because we're not like a huge family. I think at one point we were just like giving away meat. <laughs> I'm curious, when you had that one endeavor with your family, how long did that last? Do you remember? Oh, at least a year. And that's with like giving it out. I wonder since your parents didn't do that again, then it wasn't worth it? I just think for the family it wasn't worth it. And they didn't do a whole cow. I believe it was half a cow. And even that was overwhelming for us. Just because we don't have 18 children running around. It's me and my brother. And at the time my grandfather lived with my parents. And that was kind of it. Maybe now that like the family has expanded. Maybe that's something we could look into again. But at the time it was just overwhelming. I have hope that next season we will see the planning or the execution of a family reunion. Janelle brought it up again, and I'm here for it. I will dream about it. I'll manifest it, whatever I have to do. We have heard the word reunion maybe five times in the last three episodes. I'm just saying it would be a real nice storyline to take us into the next season. Because realistically, like, how long can we shoot everything separate in these setup scenes? That's tough to say, but the fact that this show might have had its biggest few numbers ever, what's making production change anything? We just had our best numbers. Let's keep this ship moving. That's true. Like, everyone's complaining, but we're here every week. So, like, honestly, in the end, does it even matter? I always talk about how... I don't know how long this show can last, at least the way it's defined as sister wives, considering almost everyone has left. There's no plural marriage and most people are starting to find partners. It's like that initial definition of the show is nowhere near what we're watching now. But like you said, it's almost like it doesn't even matter. Like <laughs> no, the, it doesn't. the viewship is there. We have been here for 18 seasons. It doesn't matter. I need the storyline to continue. Let's just finish out Christine and Janelle's storyline so we can kind of fully deep dive the real meat of this episode. Get it? Get it? <laughs> Christine says that she is the most competitive and that's why she left first. She wanted to win. <laughs> I know we always kind of talk crap like Christine's doing too much, but that was hilarious. I do give Christine so much credit because being the first is probably the toughest, right? The unknown. The scariest for sure. And you showed everyone the way. You showed, I mentioned it again, you showed there was a life after Cody Brown. There's another life if you decide to leave Cody. I was surprised to hear that Christine and her brothers haven't really talked about the divorce or what happened 
And so that's kind of the first question when they sit down to eat is what happened in the last few years? Christine talks about how Cody wasn't attracted to her, how he said there was no chemistry and that she wasn't very nice to her sister wives, a.k.a. she wasn't very nice to Robin. I think this is the point where Janelle speaks up and says, well, I felt like you were nice to me. (laughs) Yeah. We find out that Cody told Christine to get his name off of the house because he wanted to finance a house with Robin and he didn't want to be a part of Christine's house on the paperwork. Fascinating. This is probably more towards creditors or lenders to be able to show that you don't have as much debt against you in your finances. So many moments in this family, intentional or not intentional, they really messed up things as far as their future. They did, but I feel like this saved Christine. It gave her a huge asset that she could sell and keep and use to move on. So in the end, while she said this was so hurtful, it was finally something that we had together, like legally, because she is not a legal wife. But in the end, the money definitely helped. Janelle says that she is still spiritually married to Cody, but does not want to get back together with him. And even the kids wonder if she really has left. She's still in this transition of not really knowing if she's divorced. And I think that will be a continuing story next season of how she comes to be divorced. Janelle's been an interesting one because in some moments she's straight up telling us, I don't really miss Cody. I don't want him around. I haven't invited him over to my new spot. He hasn't been here in 10 months. It's like, okay, all these things you're saying are great, but you're also not fully committed in just telling him it's over. It's that religion aspect in the background. She doesn't want to break it. Anything else on them? Because that was basically it. No, I don't think we got anything new from the Idaho visit. I did find it a bit surprising that Your family, I mean, we just saw two brothers, but how much of your family hasn't heard about why you and Cody broke up or got divorced? I mean, doesn't that seem strike you as a bit odd that your family doesn't even know? I do, but I think there was a bit of distance between her family because at one point her mother left her father, left the faith. And I think that put a really big wedge between Christine and maybe her family. So now that she has left... I'm thinking things are becoming more connected again. Okay. Are you ready to get into it? Everyone buckle in. It's time. This was some of the greatest 25 minutes in Sister Wives history. The years that this has been in the making. In season one, Mary talks about leaving Cody. She talks about wanting to leave the family Since season one, and we are here. Why did Cody show up on a four-wheeler with bone-conducting headphones? Okay. (laughs) What Cody was trying to do, he had his gloves on, he's got his headphones, he's jamming out. What he thought he could do was roll up in the four-wheeler, tell Mary, you want to go see the property? And she gets in the back of the four-wheeler and have a nice little cruise. But there's no point. (laughs) No, there's no point. But I do love that theory. And once again, we don't know why. I hope Suki asks, why do you guys always show up in different vehicles? 
you live together at you, this point you're you're contributing to the death of earth like you need to start <laughs> traveling in the same car they came from the same house just up the street like you don't need to play this game cody shows up on his very fancy four-wheeler with a is that a customized chair or like an addition i mean you know what's interesting he gave the kids these whatever stupid little six hundred dollar mini bikes yes but that four-wheeler either is maintained real nice but it looks very new yeah and so we know they have at least two because then there's the darker color one that aurora was driving also i think you brought this up is robin in a new car thank you my next point yes robin rolls up in a brand new full-size suv i believe it's an infinity but it's blocked out but a real nice new car so where's the van where is the truck that she was driving of cody's or cody's brother's truck because that's those are not the trucks that brian came to buy that was like a ridge line or something that he ended up buying now i hope i hope for this family's and when i say family i'm talking about cody and robin <laughs> i hope for this family's sake they have it like that because if they don't and they are and excuse me from robin's background they are back in debt that would be brutal i mean i would assume since dab sark is now only cody robin and their family i'm assuming they get significantly less money right i would think so because even though cody is the major player you know the villain they don't have especially robin they don't have that much screen time mm-hmm. and realistically like i mentioned previously and again in this episode we see everyone else living their lives we don't see what Robin does. Even when we saw the scenes with Cody and Aurora, like Robin was kind of there, but in the background, even though Robin is supposed to be a primary character on this show, even in a time where we're focusing on her side of the family, she's a background character. Mm -hmm. So what I'm trying to say is eventually, well, already because everyone's now getting paid individually, what you were getting in this family pot, and I hope, I know everyone's saying that they're basically just or were, I don't want to say stealing, but they were getting their fair share of the family pot. That bums me out. I hope it's not true, but it most likely is just by the way they live their life and all the shit they have. I hope they get a reality check now that everyone's getting paid separately, how much their funds have dwindled. I think they were skimming off the top a little bit. There's no way that Janelle is living in this tiny apartment and they're living where they are and everything's equal. Right, like how are you justifying $20,000 paintings when Janelle's trying to find an apartment? Yeah, I, I don't believe that everything was equal and by the books. Man, I have seen people talk about like forensic auditing and how that would be amazing in this situation because I think they're hiding money and I think they stole money from all the other wives. There's just no way. Also, I was trying to do a quick calculation of how many cars they have at this point. So we have the van. We have Cody's two trucks. It would have been three, but he just sold the other one to Brian. We have the two convertibles, the silver and the white. And then each kid has their own car. It's too much. So my count's up to eight. Plus three mini bikes, at least two ATVs, at least two 
uh, little dirt bikes. Those were not mini bikes that Brianna was riding. That was like a 50cc dirt bike. I'm just saying I hope they got it like that. <laughs> I really do. Cody, Robin, and Mary sit at the infamous picnic table on Coyote Pass. And would it be a true season finale if we got to go into any of the homes? No. Let's just keep the tradition going. We are outside. We're at the picnic table. Cody says, well, Mary, since you want to build on the property, we should walk it. Robin quickly turns to Cody and says, you're skipping a conversation. Side note, I did not realize we were skipping a conversation in this moment. Yeah, I wonder what they all thought they were there for. Apparently, Robin knew something we didn't know or it was cut from production or just wasn't filmed because as this is playing live, I don't I don't know of a conversation we're supposed to be having. I think it was supposed to be the property because then she said, I have a bomb to drop. Is this another moment? Is this another moment where Mary mentions to Robin that she needs to tell Cody something and she needs her to translate? Oh my goodness. I hope not. That infuriates me every time. Which is why Robin would know of you're skipping a conversation we're supposed to have. I mean, or is everything just so messed up? They're like, how can you just assume I'm building? What is this relationship? He's probably still assuming because that family money is still coming in from Mary. I know. I know. And I hate it. You know what's interesting? Let's say in this moment, Mary is contributing to the family pot. Mary has her own rental, her own business. Leon's totally grown, out of the house. Mary doing their own thing. Wouldn't you question, okay, our life dynamic is so different now. What are you doing with this money I'm putting in the family pot? Yes, but she doesn't want to question it because she doesn't want to rock the boat, but she should be. I don't even think I want to know how much money has been contributed, but you're correct. At some point, and it sounds brutal, folks might need to get lawyers involved. Oh, I think they should. Absolutely. They are owed so much money. The contributions to that family pot have been enormous. Why is the one person not contributing to the family pot have the most in life, the biggest house, the most items, the fanciest artwork, the nicest cars, the most land? I mean, there's nothing for me to say. That's that's exactly what I'm wondering. And wow, wouldn't that be again? It's so tough to like root for downfalls, but. I mean, you have to protect yourself and it's only going to get worse. So you might need to talk to lawyers. And I hope they do. I hope they band together and they get what's theirs. You know, what's wild. This family or certain members of the family are so done with Cody and Robin. I'll let Christine who says, you know what? Just let me keep this house and you could have that fucking land. Mm -hmm. They hate them so much. They just don't want anything. To, you know, I say that, but they're on the same show. They don't want anything to do with these people. They just want to break and be, I'm good. Here's your stuff. I'm good. That's the cleanest way to do it. The Robin and Cody are so messy in, in everything they do. It's better to just move on, but they are owed money and they should get that because we're not talking about $100. It's worth it to go after it. We find out that there will still be five lots and that Cody will just take the extra one. Cody says, 
Because of what that has been going on with the family, he will not give the family lot to any wife. So he and Robin will get a combined eight acres. And we know now, looking at the property record, Cody and Robin are on every property together. Cody does not have his own, and Robin does not have her own. So everything that he says here and trying to justify it and how it's going to be his space and the place for the family is absolute bullshit. Curious here. Do you think Cody is delaying doing anything with this land because he's waiting for everyone to leave? So he essentially owns it all with Robin and then he can essentially do whatever he wants with the land. Absolutely. I think he is treating this land as he treated his marriages. He will outweigh everyone. They will all leave. He will have full control of Coyote Pass. He will sell it. There is no way he's building on that. He will sell it, take all that income and move wherever he's going to move. I assume back to Utah. You don't think he would build rental properties on there? I don't. I think with how like messed up his financial decisions have been, even though that would be a good idea, that I don't think that's his plan after hearing what he says. Do you have a prediction for the land? I think at the end of the day, it will somehow end up being Cody and Robbins. I know you have this whole theory that, you know, Cody's or excuse me, all of Robin's kids <laughs> and Cody's uh, just have all, you know, all their own houses. All five. All, and, and, yeah. Exactly. I think the logical answer is that he would build rental properties on there and his McMansion. The only other option besides that is literally nothing is done with this land. I don't know if it sells. I'm just curious. I would have to see like, I mean, has the value increased by that much that it's worth selling? Is it decreased? Like what's going on with this property? I don't know. But I would imagine, yes, if it's increased in a ton of value, it would make sense to sell. But if it hasn't, I just wonder if he just hangs on to it and nothing really happens with the land. It has increased in value and there has been a lot of homes built around it as well. Like there's a shortage of homes to buy. So people want land. That would also make sense to build rental properties. Could you I imagine agree. you would have income coming in I mean, essentially until your death. Yeah. Mary says that regardless of their relationship, she still financially put into this and that she deserves to have some of the property. She says that Cody does not get to decide what she is worthy of. Bingo here. For the longest time, we have wondered if Mary still contributed to the family pot. Now, this is just confirmation that she has or she has been contributing. And that's exactly how I took it. Now, this is where this conversation really goes sideways because when you add up all of the acreage for the property, if you divide it, not counting Christine, yes, everyone should have three and a half acres of land if we are all equals. But it's so clear from this conversation that not everyone is treated as equals. Now, here's my thing. If everyone is contributing an even amount to this family pot, why aren't we getting equal amounts in return? Now, that sounds kind of ridiculous because then why would I even contribute if I'm just getting the exact same back? Mm -hmm. But what I mean by that is by the assets that we have as a family, we should be having equal return. 
And in this sit down, it is made clear that Mary will not be getting an equal amount of this land. And it's absolutely crap that Cody can base what you get of the land on how much he likes you. Like, that's not how the world works. You can't just say, I love Robin. We're going to be like this. Eight acres. Robin, I don't care. Go be with another man. Two acres. Janelle, you're basically out. But yeah, it's fine. Four acres. Like, you don't get to do that. And they need to be held accountable. In this same scene, this is... This is some of the most ridiculous shit I've ever heard on this show. Even though a majority of their children don't live in Flagstaff, don't visit Flagstaff, I don't think have any plans to ever come to Flagstaff. Maddie being one great example. Why does Cody say Mary has one child and I have 18? So like I need all this land. I'm like, dude, are you fucking delusional? You don't talk to them. Why? What does that have to do with anything? You don't get to bring that out now in an argument to try to prove a point. In one way, you say, yeah, the same stuff that's sent at me, I'm sending it right back at them. You know, the the feelings are reciprocated. It's like, okay, they hate you. So you hate them back. But now you're using them in this ploy of, well, this is why I need this land because I have so many kids. I'm like, that that doesn't work, dude. There was also always a tone of trying to make it equal for Mary, even though she had one kid, regardless of how you feel about that. But especially in Vegas, 100% big rental, then big home. Once they built, she needed a craft room and a certain number of bedrooms and it had to be a certain layout. And why now is he trying to go back on what they have done their entire life? Going back to my earlier point where this family has made some decisions that have just completely altered their path. You can look at the moves they've made. In Mary's case, there is two points. Well, really, there's three because, you know, adding Robin to the family. But there's two points that I wish had never happened because it would be fascinating to see what Cody would have used as the excuse to get out of a marriage with Mary. For example... One being just legally divorcing Cody. I mean, there's a lot of presidents. If you did not do that, there would be so much more weight for you to carry in your pocket as far as uh, I'm having half of this shit. You better watch your mouth when you speak to me. Like, (laughs) could you imagine that, Mary? Now, the second point, I know Cody was already abandoning her. I know the relationship was already over. But the fact that the catfish happened, which again, essentially was you're in the mindset of cheating on Cody. I hate that that happened because that just gave him so much ammo to prove this is why I'm leaving you. Like you left me, you cheated on me. And the fact, and and I know the relationship was already over, but the fact that you gave that man that ammo, that is all he needed to finish it off. I mean, leave you i know and she even says it in this episode he abandoned me way before the catfish situation we know that again season one it's all there this is where i started getting real heated with robin i don't know what the heck this woman is thinking okay you know how you have those friends where mckelty kind of strikes me this person but like 
you just make the worst possible joke at the worst possible time. I'm probably guilty of that. I mean, we all are, but this was bad, bad. It's like you hit a three-peat in like one <laughs> yes. in, in one scene. Like you could have just stopped at the first one. She can't. Robin turns to Mary and says, you never know if Cody and I are still going to be together. Mary says another 22 years down the road. Robin says, that was a bad joke, Cody. I'm sorry. Mary says, 10 years in, 12 years in, I would have thought that same thing. Robin turns back to Cody again and says, that was a bad joke. Sorry, sweetheart. I'm sorry. I apologize. I would imagine Sister Wives probably has a lot of new watchers, new fans. And in that respect, we might have new listeners. But for those that may not have caught it, and Mary tried to make it extremely obvious, that timing that she mentions is the amount of time Robin would have to maintain this relationship to hit the years that Mary is in now to maybe he'll leave you at that 32-year mark. And it was fucking gold. I love that she is not holding back. She said, yeah, 10, 12 years in, I thought the same thing. Look where I am. Look what Cody is doing to me. Yeah, Robin, quiet. You know Just what's interesting? stay in your lane. Mary said that so fast. How many times do you think she's repeated this conversation or walked through it in her mind? Because she was ready. <laughs> I think a lot. I mean, she's alone in the house, in Parowan, everywhere. There's a lot of time to think about how maybe Robin doesn't have my back. Also, it was infuriating that she turned to Cody multiple times to apologize, but didn't apologize to her, quote, best friend, to her sister wife. You are throwing this in her face. You know the status of her relationship with this man. Or even have some decency, like your husband's not willing to apologize with how he's treated her, how lonely she's been. At least apologize for him. Like, he's a piece of shit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry he left you. (laughs) Basically, anything other than what she did would have been better. In an interview with Robin, she says, I didn't really mean that we were going to break up, but I deserve my fourth too. And to not be counted with Cody. I'm tired of that. To always be counted with Cody. Everybody always thinks that if Cody has it, Robin has it. If Cody thinks it, Robin thinks it. But time and time again, that's proven to be true. And even in the sit down, we see multiple times. It's true. Back at the picnic table, Robin says, the point is my lot will eventually be passed down. His lot will be more about the greater number of children. She turns to Cody and says, do you see it that way? Cody says, no, not really. Now, before you move on, just one quick point there, because it's going to get good. It's going to get good. (laughs) Robin says, my lot will eventually be passed down. I'm like, yeah, I get that, Robin, but you have five kids. You only have one lot. In Mary's case, she has one child, one lot. I mean, unless you're splitting your lot between five people, which I will tell you when those kids get to adult age, that is going to be a shit show if that happens. (laughs) That doesn't hold any weight here. Like, what are you trying to say? I have more kids, so I need more land. That's how I took it because, I mean, at this point, the plan is for them to have eight acres 
I have more kids, so it's going to be what's passed down to them. But it's not valid in any way because, of course, Mary deserves her land without Cody being associated. But also, everyone's land is going to be passed down. Like, you're not in some special situation. Oh, this is when it starts getting spicy. Again, Cody reiterates he does not see it that way. Robin immediately says, no, 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 no. You don't answer right now. You're not in the right headspace. That's not cool. You're in a bad place right now. A few things here. I was putting my Robin cap on. (laughs) Now, mind you, Cody and Mary are already divorced. There's no legal binding there besides their names being on plots of land. But it got to the point where in my head, I was thinking about Robin's past. I mean, she's been through a divorce. She knows that process. She knows what goes on, how careful you have to be with your words. And I'm just thinking... I mean, this is being filmed. Is Robin thinking that Cody really needs to watch what he says here because there could be legal ramifications? Like, there could be points used against him. That's where my mind went. Where did your mind go when you heard this? I don't know if she's that bright. I took it as, no, 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 don't answer right now because we have our own plan. You know what the plan is. You're starting to go off script. Don't say anything. The other way to think about this, I think, would be that Robin does advocate for these marriages in a way she's trying to stop Cody from saying anything stupid towards Mary. But do you believe that? eh, Lightly, but Uh. it's to a point (laughs) I don't because of the fact of how the one person that went to bat for her, which is Mary, of how she's treated Mary over the time. Mm -hmm. I, I don't really buy that. Or maybe she just says things of support kind of like haphazardly like just like hey you know you should think about going over there but like not like legit effort yeah um but it seems it seems too little too late because why are you stopping cody from voicing his truth when mary's starting to get i mean at this point the sit down is for this moment but mary knows she's going to move on and this is the part i really we're already not fans of robin but i (laughs) i like even more so because Yes, he is in a moment right now where he might be feeling some type of way. Whatever. He's a grown guy. You stop somebody from speaking their truth. Yes. And that really bugged me. Me too. And the fact that Cody would never allow anyone else to do that. The neck that turns the head completes control. It's confirmed. I got it. Now, if if folks were ever debating the head of this family... The fact that Robin could control Cody that fast and stop him in his tracks that quickly. Mm -hmm. You don't need any other evidence. I mean, it goes back to something that we talk about almost every episode. Is Robin a master manipulator or is she just so aloof? She has no idea how her actions contribute to these consequences. The honest truth is probably... She has moments in both paths. That's why it's so hard to define her. I don't think she's so far in either direction. It pushes me a little bit towards manipulator because of how quick she like nipped this in the bud. Cody says, I'm not making any plans. And Robin says, well, that's how I see it. And you need to wait until you have your headspace clear and calm before you say anything else. In his interview, Cody says, 
Who's to say I don't get fed up with all of this and leave Flagstaff? And that's where my thought comes in of, I don't think he's ever going to build. So this is where you get confirmation that he will eventually sell this property. Yeah, he's never in one place too long. We're probably coming up on that year that he's going to need to flee for some unknown reason. I could see him sell all the things and flee to someplace like Hawaii. Oh, could you? I could definitely see it. I don't think he could, just with the high cost of living. And I mean, all of Robin's kids have to go. I mean, there's nothing stopping him. (laughs) Mary asks about the land, since Robin and Janelle each have four acres, and she has two. She wonders if she will get the other two. Cody, with a smile on his face, says no. And Mary responds with, I understand. And again, this entire sequence, it's almost like Mary's light bulb is getting brighter Mm -hmm. and brighter or she's getting more and more pissed off. In her interview, Mary says, it's just the same thing that's always been. I only have one child and now I'm not really a wife. It's just this. It's him saying you're less than. And I like to think that this whole conversation was always going to be about the land And that Robin's little joke and Cody's little attitude made her finally do it. To drop the bomb and just say it. She starts out by talking about the B&B and how she feels she needs to be there. Mary talks about how coupled with everything that's going on and the statements that Cody has made this year, she probably will not be renewing her lease. Which annoys me because it was like, you already had this whole conversation. And then she was like, JK. And Robin wasn't even happy when she told her she was staying. And now she's like having a mental breakdown now that she's leaving again. The way this season was cut. Now, mind you, this scene, I think, is so powerful. It is incredible. But like you just mentioned, in some ways, it feels like we jumped so much time And not much happens that it almost feels like we're seeing the second edition of that sit down. It feels like a continuation in a way. But if you think about it, we jump so much time in that sit down is where and you jokingly posted where Mary mentions like you need to reach out like you need to involve me in things. Well, we've jumped so much time that once again, Mary has probably lived through another six, ten months. Nothing has changed. No one reaches out to her. They, Their relationship hasn't moved at least further or backwards or anything. Again, could be more confirmation. Like nothing is changing in this family. I think that's what it was. I mean, Easter, Christmas, um, just all these other things where she says, yeah, they didn't invite me. Yep, they didn't text me. Robin starts doing her first sobbing. We'll get plenty more of that to come. Robin says, despite my world coming down, I can't fight this. It's not fair to Mary. I really want to yell. I really want to scream. I really want to say, please, no, don't do this. After some weird, awkward crying and silence, Cody says, do you even want to look at the lot? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) This man is so disconnected with the conversation we're currently having because we are starting to get to the moment where Mary is going to leave you and you're going backwards into this conversation of the lot. 
Cody, nobody cares about the law in this moment in time. And why would I want to look at a fucking lot where nothing has changed? I have seen the lot. Oh, have you started building there? No. Okay. I've already seen the lot. I don't need to look at the lot again. I drive by the lot every fucking day. (laughs) Mary says, the things that you have said to me and about me this year, it changes things. Cody replied, you're making it about what I said. Why can't we get on the same page where we're making it about where we are instead of what I say? Sir, you have no action. There's nothing happening. We only have what you say. And what you say is trash. You know when they say actions speak louder than words? Oh, yes. But in this case, your words and you speaking were the action. What, yeah. what do you mean I'm making it about what we say? Everything we do is... is <laughs> is conversation, is communicating, is is the back and forth. They have no life together. It is only about what they say. What do you mean? What, what would life be if we just didn't communicate? If you're judging off of your actions, well, Cody, we don't have a relationship. So there's literally nothing I could make this about that. I can only go off of what you say. The actions are matching the words regardless. You're not around. You're not doing any husband duty. This is interesting. Is has he just been on TV so long that he just he just thinks what he says on camera like just doesn't matter, like is not real, is not reality? I fully believe that because in his interview with that podcast on YouTube recently, it was live. He trash-talked Robin's other mom, and then at the end, he laughs and says, oh, cut that out. But in that perspective, that means he knows what he says has worth, or it means something. So how can you now tell Mary to not make it about what you've said in the past? That doesn't magically go away. No, but he knows it's shit. He knows he said some horrible things. So now he's like, no, 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 don't worry about that. Don't look there. But even when we initially watched those episodes, we also react like, wow, he really said that on <laughs> camera? Like, holy shit. And this is Mary's response to that. And he's trying to downplay it or just he's almost incredulous that she even brought it up. Like, like, why are we talking about this? Yeah, I know. And it's so funny when he says, why don't we talk about where we're at? Dude, where we're at is about to get a fucking divorce. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it it doesn't matter. Sure. Sure. I guess I can see that. Like, yeah, why am I bringing that up if, like, we're about to get divorced, dude? Yeah. Like, me focusing on your actions does not put you in a better light. Mm -hmm. Mary talks about how she feels that her and Cody are in a good place. He came over the other day. They had a good conversation, but she isn't sure if he is in a good place. Cody says it's blame. Mary says, I'm not meaning to blame you. He says, then just don't. Mary again brings up that she loved the conversation when he stopped by and that it was a good time. Cody says, that's all I wanted. Safe and easy. Robin decides to interject out of nowhere, not needed. We have people that have been married for 32 years discussing potentially not moving forward. Mary not even living in this state. 
Robin interrupts and says, that's right. That's good. Okay. Stay in that vein. Don't lump people together. Cody then has to break the conversation with Mary turns to Robin and says, I didn't feel like I was lumping. Okay. Pause here. As Cody and Mary are having this discussion, I didn't feel like they were lumping anyone or anything. No. Do you notice Robin constantly interrupts and is not on the same page? She's always just saying some off the wall stuff that no one is talking about. Think of the conversation on Christine's back porch. Even Cody had to be like, she didn't say that. You know what's going on? What's that thing mean you have where we're kind of nervous so we cut people off because we're is it anxious? I think we're just really like anxious and we're like so excited in a conversation that we want to like get our thoughts out. Is Robin anxious? Oh yeah, she's an anxious queen. She, she's kind of <laughs> stuck on a moment. She's just like lumping and you're like, whoa, whoa, we didn't yeah. lump anything anywhere. We're fine. Any conversation she has, like a tough conversation, she's always just on some weird subject that no one's even talking about. Like she's completing a conversation in her head that isn't going on it drives me crazy because she says it with her whole chest mary asks cody what did i say that made you feel like i was blaming you cody says you brought up things i said and things i've done yes because that's life like what else are we gonna talk about the marriage is made of things that two people have said and done. Again, Robin keeps interrupting and Mary has to turn to her and say, let me, can I, can I? She says, yeah, go ahead. I was trying to help, I'll shut up. Good, the message was received. This is where I think it goes back to, Mary probably had a conversation with Robin and says, hey, we're gonna speak about some things I need you to translate. And maybe that was the wrong play here because Robin legitimately thinks she needs to do some translating where Mary and Cody are having a pretty good conversation mm-hmm. of the current subject. In his interview, Cody says that he has been managing his relationship with Mary carefully, very carefully for seven years. He says you break up, you have a divorce, you both whip out your victim cards. Here's the thing, though. Because you weren't man enough to let Mary go and legitimately just tell her, I'm not in love with you. This is never going to work. You need to move on. You've had to carefully manage this relationship in a way. Realistically, you say carefully managed, but that equates to you basically never go to Mary's house or have any relationship with her. That's carefully managing. Just giving her enough rope to hang on. Just enough hope. While this entire time, we do know the family money keeps rolling in. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Honestly, it's, it's disgusting. It is. It is. And that's why they should have to give the money back. There, should, there has to be a repercussion. Cody turns to Mary and says, you want something that we can't have together, but we can always have something else, but not that. Robin does a sobbing number two. Cody, a very genuine conversation directly at Mary. And Robin had to make it about herself in this moment and in every moment prior. She's crying and says, I need to move away. I'm sorry. She walks a few steps, turns back and says, I want to be supportive of you two, but I need to move away. 
a couple more steps as she's sobbing. She continues, I'm just going to go for a walk. This whole time, I just imagine Mary totally calm, essentially saying, uh, okay, we're, we're going to continue this conversation. <laughs> go, please go. Okay, I got it. Yep, bye. The reason we, we joke about Robin a lot because we have a lot of adults on this show and they're having real conversations about life, their plans, their kids, what have you. Now, when you see Cody and Mary... They are trying to talk about some real shit. They're not crying. They're not getting mad. They're not getting really sad, even though I'm sure Mary probably wants to cry in the inside. She's keeping her cool. And Robin might have this fantasy land of sister wives and what she envisioned it being. She hasn't lived that. She hasn't really done the best job of working with those relationships. But this conversation between Cody and Mary and especially Mary leaving or moving on wouldn't have the biggest impact on Robin's life. So I don't know where this emotional distress is coming from considering you won't even message this person to enjoy the most basic holidays with you. And even aside from holidays, a conversation to check in. If you care so much about this person, you would ask how they're doing. You would go get lunch together. You would take Mary up on these offers to come to her house for lunch without bringing your kids or without bringing Aurora. Like you are both adults and can handle two children. Like it's okay. They can play on the jungle gym. Now I hate to keep bringing this up, but one thing that will definitely change by this news is that money will no longer keep rolling in. Oh no, exactly. Now I am fascinated and curious in my own little mind are you emotionally distressed because I am moving on or are you distressed because the money is going to be much lower? I think it's the money. Robin ain't cut out to work. I think I don't know how their contracts work, but I would imagine with the way the show is shifting, people are being followed in their different parts of the world where they're moving and their own journeys they'll go on. If I was TLC, I would probably offer Robin less money. Yes, I know she creates a lot of community banter and back and forth, but as a character, she doesn't add a lot to the show. We don't even get to see her life. So why would you give her the same amount of money as all these wives who have moved on and have more interesting storylines to follow? Mm-hmm. If anything, that could be used. I mean, this is like probably dark TV is like used as a bargaining chip to say, we need to be inside your home. We need to see your life. Like we are not getting enough to be paying you this much. I wish a disgruntled intern would just leak it already. As far as the pay structure yes. or that would be fascinating. Although <laughs> I'm sure we could probably cut. Well, if we could get our hands on tax records, that should tell you a lot. I, I don't know. I don't know how it all works. Sobbin Robin is stomping around the pond of poop as Cody and Mary continue their adult conversation. Cody brings up a duty-bound marriage, and Mary says it's not fair to either of them. She continues on and says, it doesn't mean I'm not mad at you for not giving me what we promised to each other. Right there, I am torn because I know exactly where Cody's mind is going to. Mary mentions you're not giving me what we promised each other. And I know Cody's mindset. He's thinking, how dare you say that to me? You cheated on me. 
you left me. But he, he doesn't do that. So, but I know that is in the back of his mind. Does he even care? I don't know. In parts of me, I say yes, because he got the ability to, in his mind, use that as ammo or as far as, well, this is a little bit why, you know, we kind of can't have this because you left me. You cheated on me. I think that's just the most of it. I think he likes being able to use it as ammo, but that's about it. I think at that point he was so checked out and especially now. No, that's fair. Back to now where Mary mentions when Cody kept bringing up duty or an act. Mm -hmm. That's so true. And we've talked about it before about Mary is you need to move on. You need to find your love. The way this man's describing his relationship with her, it's almost like, you're like a part of my house chores. Like you're on that same level. Like once a week, I got to take out the trash. Like Mary's <laughs> on that list. Like that's so sad. I think the chore list is more like cleaning out the gutters. Like it's not even consistent. It's one of those things you do like once a year. Sure. That's where Mary is on his to-do list. We cut to a shot of Sob and Robin stopping back to the table with sunglasses on. I laughed so hard at that scene and I took so many screenshots. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Her oversized glasses, her water bottle, her boots. Like <laughs> This is what I was expecting on this second sit down. I was expecting Robin to somehow mold into this cold human being with sunglasses on so you can't even see your eyes. <laughs> Just checked out. Just like completely has checked out Mary. Like, oh, you're leaving our family. I'm done with you. But it wasn't like that. Like, that's where my mind was going. It gave her a second wind, if anything. <laughs> Sob and Robin rejoins the conversation. Cody once again brings his attention back to Mary and says, I'm glad we've gone this long so that we can be friends in this departure. Robin turns to Mary and says, are you even accepting that? Mary cracks up and says, what else am I supposed to do, Robin? Mary can say, no, I'm not accepting that, but then I have to continue living this life I've been living for the past eight to ten years. I'll say it again and I'll say it again. Mary, girl, this is not your friend. No one that's your friend wants you to live like this. You know what's wild? Right after this, Robin insinuates that Mary should just keep doing what she's been doing. I know. And I was like, oh, financials. That's that why. Disgusting. So disgusting. It's like, oh, like you've already been doing this act, you know, for so long. It's basically like, just keep doing it. And I'm thinking, this isn't an act for Mary. Like no. she's been waiting for Cody to want to have this relationship again, to want to work on it. Whereas... Cody self-admittedly called it an act and then tried to correct himself by calling a performance. <laughs> I was like, dude, that doesn't make it better. Robin didn't even have the balls to look at Mary in the face while she was saying this. She looked down the entire time because she knew she was in the wrong. Mary says, I'm not going to force someone to be with me who doesn't want to be with me. I'm not going to make someone act how they don't want to act. Cody pops right in and says, oh, the act is easy. Mary says the act is obvious. Cody says, just performing my duty as a husband. And Mary responds, 
I'm not going to be a duty. When Cody says performing my duty as a husband, we're not even talking about the bare minimums here. No. Like not even close. He's doing nothing. Why is what is the bare minimum to him? Like what is this husband duty? Being spiritually married? Like what he doesn't do anything for her. If anything, she's providing for him. Cody says it wasn't an act. It was a performance. It was doing what I was supposed to. Mary cracks up and puts her hands in the air. Says nobody wants to be that. I've experienced it and it's not fun. In his interview, Cody says, I'm willing to fake being in love with Mary, doing my duties as a husband and putting up with things that frustrate me so deeply that I struggle to be around her. If I need to, for the sake of whatever, I can fake through this. I don't want to, but if you insist, I will. Nobody, how should I say this? It's not like something I'm asking of you. It's, it's love, it's passion, it's a partnership, it's a lifetime commitment. It's not like if you want to. <laughs> now, if there's any, if there's any fan of Cody out there, look at the way this man is speaking. I mean, just hear him out. He, he's talking about pretending to love somebody. This is a terrible human being. This is somebody he has known for 32 years and he's talking about pretending to love them. That's all they get after 32 years is pretend love. Just let them go, dude. Just let them go. And tell your wife to leave her alone. And even going back to this is why we give Robin so much shit. There is evidence of what a piece of crap your husband is. And you stick by someone like that. I just... It's so hard for me. Like if I could put myself in her shoes, I just don't I just don't see how that could work. Like how can you talk about pretending to love someone? Are you pretending to love me? Are you pretending to love our kids? It just can get so deep. The layers are there. Mary says I know you don't consider yourself married to me. Robin has to interrupt and says that's not true. Robin, she is not married to you. Get out of here. I think there came a point in this conversation where the adults really needed to tell Robin, this has now become an A to B conversation. <laughs> you need to see your way out of it. That's where Cody is going in this next segment. And I'm very curious about your thoughts. Cody finally interrupts Robin and says, this is the agreement you required of me in order to get married. This agreement that I gave you our sacred covenant was that if I'm ever not in love with you, I won't just sit there and be in a pathetic place with you. You made me promise that. There's so many things to to break down here. One is you made this promise to Robin. Why couldn't you make this promise to the other wives? Because this is essentially the place you are in now. And you've just let Mary just stay in pause for years. Mm-hmm. Now, there's so much about this Robin Cody pairing. I feel like we've still haven't heard. I know they have a book and all this shit, but I feel like we have not heard the entire truth. One being, I will stick to my guns and think there is no way Mary was the one that brought Robin into this family. I will stick to that for the longest time. 
I don't think she was the one, but I think she agreed to go along with it and say she was the one because she wanted to get back into Cody's good graces because they were already not doing well at all. Second point. Why would you make something so specific like this as a promise for you to get married? Thank you. Why is that their covenant? Isn't that a little suspicious that Robin knew that she wanted this as a promise from this specific man? Now, isn't it wild in this exact same episode we get Robin saying, you know, she's she's heartbroken. She's sad and that this is ending. But she said, these are one of the reasons I married Cody is because of how much he loved his wives. And I'm like, nope. why are you making or asking for this kind of promise to get married when he clearly doesn't love some of the wives and you knew about it? And you guys probably shit talk together about them. This is where just some stories don't add up for me. I don't know if Suki's going to get to this level of mind you, she doesn't have that much time with them. But I don't think this kind of, excuse me, these kinds of questions will be asked. I don't think so either. And I could see Cody going, well, I'm not going to answer that. As he always does anytime Robin is brought up. So it makes it so invalidating. But I think this one would be different because it's so specific to Cody. As far as that promise sounded a little specific. Why did you seem, why was it important for you to make that kind of promise like where your marriage is not good a little sus right but then it goes back to why are you looking now see this is the follow-on <laughs> questions why are you looking for another wife if your current marriages aren't good and the current wives did not want this very open about it, it I, i'm telling you some of the greatest 25 minutes in sister wives history i think they revealed a lot more than they meant to Robin's doing another scene of sobbing. What is that? Three, four, who knows? Mary says this isn't going to change our relationship. Nothing's gonna change. Robin asks, do you promise? Mary begins to speak and says something starting with my intention. Robin interrupts again and says, I was, I was hanging on. This is huge because she wants Mary to promise and Mary is adamant Nothing's going to (laughs) change in our relationships. Do you know why, Robin? Because literally me moving away will not change a single thing of how we've carried ourselves. No, we will still see each other once, twice a year. Same as when we live down the street from each other. You're still not going to text me. I'm not going to be able to hang out with your children. I'm definitely not going over to your house. I'm not going to be seeing Cody. Yes, No holidays, nothing. Yeah, it'll be exactly the same. And then she doubles down by being more explicit. So our relationship, me and Cody, our relationship, (laughs) you and me, Robin, and all of our relationships will be the same. Will not change. I took it a shade. I want to believe that she was like, yeah, sure, of course, because there's going to be no effort on anyone's part, just like it has been. Mary bluntly says to Robin, I think you need to let go because Robin out of nowhere again is making it all about herself. She was trying to hang on. She wants this to work. It's not about you. You're not in this marriage. Sure. You're a sister wife allegedly, but you can't even be a basic friend. 
I'm doing finger snaps in my head. <laughs> finger snaps, finger snaps. Mary says it's not fair for me to be alone like I have been for years. Robin says she knows. She knows it's not fair. And then we see a shot of a Mary and Robin holding hands. And how ironic that Robin is wearing a matching ring with Cody now, which I was so hoping that Mary would point out because she pointed out Cody, so I know she noticed it. But also, she is not wearing her Clotta ring. She is wearing a nice diamond wedding ring that none of the other wives have ever gotten from Cody. You are so quick to notice the matching ring set. Because I'm mad about it. I am bitter. Someone that's not involved at all. <laughs> Through sobs, Robin says, this isn't what I want. Again, no one cares. This isn't about you and moving on. After some weird, awkward silence out of nowhere, Cody says, this isn't what I wanted either. It's <laughs> <was> like, okay. <laughs> In her interview, Mary says that she needs to find out how to be friends with her ex-husband's wife. And this is where we start to see... Almost like Mary is like a flower that's blossoming. Yes. Right. Coming alive. And you just see a new a new stage of Mary uh, in this moment. Cody says, I hope she finds peace because I know I will. Again, how is anyone <laughs> this man's fan? Like, you didn't have to say that. No, like you're already at peace. This means nothing to you. It's maybe a shot of your ego, but that's at most what it is. Now, something I thought was one of the most powerful moments in this scene, and I kind of hate that they broke away from it midway and came back, was finally when the conversation ends and everyone's getting ready to go, except for Robin, which is odd. It was weird. Cody just didn't even say anything to her. He got on his little four-wheeler and was out of there. Cody and Mary get up. They share a hug. I think I asked you to pause in this moment because we really had to look at the weight of this scene. These are two folks that married incredibly young. Mm -hmm. I mean, like 18, 19, 20. I mean, they're babies. Let's be honest. They're babies. They've known each other for 32 years. In that hug, we were seeing that end. And I thought that was so powerful. It, I got a little annoyed because, again, this production company, they only have so many cameras. They're going from that very special moment and they have to pan to Robin's reaction and then nothing's really going on there. So they pan back to the hug. And that's all I could think about was, wow, 32 years is ending right before our eyes. Like this is that moment. On Coyote Pass, how ironic. In front of the mountain. In front of the favorite wife. It was pretty amazing. And if everyone sticks to the thing where Mary was the one that introduced Robin, whatever, you brought this woman into the family and she wasn't a direct cause, but she's part of the cause. And now you're out. Isn't that crazy? The first wife out. Again, I go back to what things could have been. I mean, if you said no to divorcing Cody to adopt Robin's kids, which I'm still not convinced needed to be done. No, I don't I think just, so. I just don't see their biological dad just putting up the good fight. It it all came down to money. And 
And at that moment in time, who knows, maybe the family was more pro Cody. They could have been like, wow, Mary, you're such a B. You won't divorce our dad to let him adopt some children. Like you would be the ultimate enemy. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, who knows how things could have could have gone and could have changed. We all saw it. So I won't bore you with the actual quote. But Robin is left behind to sob alone while looking at the mountain, talking about the choices they made, the property they love, and how she just wanted to sit on the porch with her sister wives. And then boom, we're all caught off guard. Next time on, Sukanya, Cody, everyone sits down for a tell-all. We're all like, wait, what, what, (laughs) I was like, no, no. And you were saying, wait, we're supposed to have this many episodes. I'm yeah. like, well, I don't know. It's It's been a while. I feel like I was robbed because there was like certain predictions out there and none of them were this little. We thought we were going into like the holidays. I think it will be a very interesting one-on-one interview with everyone. Sukanya asks, were you in love with Mary when you married her? Cody replies, I told her I loved her and I chose to love her. So he's great. We're making improvements. He is working on himself. Okay. I do wonder the way he has chosen to define these different relationships now, again, that he's met the love of his life. I do wonder if internally he's had to redefine what he thought those relationships were because now that he knows this is what true love feels like, That must have been something else because that wasn't true love. This is true love. And I think, you know, we judge him because we say, oh, how could he say that? That's his first wife. They must have been in love. I'm like, yes, he must have love as in like this person is a great person and I care about them. But my true love, my destiny, my forever person, he has met that person. So he cannot define those prior relationships as that. But is that fair to say out loud or is that something that should stay as the little voice in your head? I think he should clarify. Just clarify it more. You can just say, I loved Mary. She was incredible. And, you know, over time we've changed and, you know, you fall out of love or what have you. But like, don't word it as like, I chose to love you. Like, come on. There was love there. Things change, people change, you fell out of love, you found a true love, like things happened. But you don't have to word it as, yeah, I chose to love you, or yeah, I always thought Christine was disgusting. Like, you don't have to do that. Like, you married these people for a reason, you made the covenant, you made, you know, your vows. Be be serious here. Fully agree, and he knows what he's doing. He is continuing to hurt these women, and I don't buy anything he's saying. Like, I don't give him any grace. Mary talks about how Cody would ask her to do things and ask her to be a certain way, but it was never good enough. And I fully believe that. It must have been ways that he must have asked her to carry herself in a certain way. We see a scene of Robin. Say it together now. Doing a sobbing. She says, I don't know how to let this go. And this isn't just me being dramatic. Thank you, Christine. I love the fact that we used to talk around people's names. We're at a point where pretty much every wife just talks about Robin. And then Robin <laughs> is would never make fun of or talk bad about Janelle. Like, no, she don't knows. talk about the queen. 
and has a decent relationship with Mary, so she's not going to shit talk her. But Christine is fair game. Now, I asked you this question while we were watching it live is they seem like they're at a point where they can't be around each other. For example, I asked, do you think Christine drops off the kiddos to Cody and Robin's house? And you mentioned there's no fucking way like Cody. <laughs> yeah. Cody goes to pick them up wherever they're at. Or McKelty like, takes sure. the kiddo. Now, I wonder if they're at the stage of almost like Jerry Springer-esque. Like, <laughs> if you ever got these two women... Again, this is why I think this reunion is never going to happen. If you got these women in the same room, is it one of those, like, we're fighting on site? Like, <laughs> I don't I'm think going, it's on site I'm with going them. after this B. <laughs> like, don't put me in the same room. I know what you said about me. I cannot picture any of these women being on site. But we do know that they were both present at the twins birth and there better have been a camera there because I need to know how this was in the waiting room. You're right. But I think from Christine's perspective, because she met David, she's probably at such a better place. She's probably thinking, I am so happy. I am out of that because I have met my person. That's true. And I don't know what you think you have in Cody, but (laughs) that ain't it. No. So, I'm sure at this point, even though Christine's jokingly saying like, I'm going to be nice. (laughs) No, I'm not. I'm sure she's she's more at peace now that she's found someone. Can you recall a time where Christine called Robin dramatic on the show? Because I can't. And I'm wondering if I just can't recall it because I would love to be able to go watch that part. Uh, listeners at home on the car, please, uh, for all of you out there that have a way better memory than <laughs> us, please hit us up. I want to recall, because I kind of mentioned it it naturally in the pod, I think there was a moment where Christine basically says, like, she can't have conversations, like, we can't have adult conversations because you always, you get emotional. Oh, I think you're right. That's ringing a little bit of a bell. Okay. Please, if you remember, hit us up because we do love just like randomly catching back up on random stuff we missed. Janelle says that Cody can speak for himself. He's a grown ass man. And that's right. You don't need Robin coming with you to translate. Learn to speak. You're a grown ass man. You're a father of 18. I hate that we can guess what scene is being played when they're answering these prompts. I hope I'm wrong and we get either new content or maybe reactions to talking heads we haven't seen. I am bummed once again. It's never going to happen, but we don't get to see everyone even in the same room. It'll never happen again. Realistically, it could be people's safety, whether physically or mentally. I don't think anyone's on site. No, I know. I know. I just played in my head like it would be the funniest (laughs) thing ever, but I know it's not going to happen. I think more um, for people's like mental space and just mental health, it's probably better for them just to never be in the same room together. Cody probably says he's not coming if he has to see anyone and they're like, "Okay, we'll do whatever you say. I just I think that speaks volumes if you're not willing to confront those conversations and then it happens i was so curious how they would introduce us to david but he joins christine on the couch and christine does say meet the love of my life 
again spoke about it a little bit before in the pod i am excited to see christine's transformation of love being divorced yay divorce everyone should get divorced <laughs> to being i love being married i love <laughs> marriage uh, i am excited to see that journey I did not think we would meet David in a tell-all. No, I didn't either. Like he was going to, we were going to see Christine and him date or he was going to come over for a barbecue. I don't know. Yeah. You think we would get something, a buildup of the relationship like that somehow, but it's amazing to think that he is such a part of her life in this moment that they had to introduce him on the, on the one-on-ones. I mean, maybe we just like cruise right into the next season and there's really no way for them to tell that story they don't have footage of them dating now this season aired on my birthday uh, in august now do you think we're gonna have a short break maybe four to six months maybe like an april ish that's what i thought i thought we had two seasons a year but i felt like the last break was so long so I'm not actually sure. I'll go back and look and see when things premiered, but I felt like it was two episodes, or excuse me, two seasons a year. I will refrain from mentioning things I hope to see in the next season, but I am looking forward very much to covering the next episode. I just hope for good questions and actual answers. That's all. If I can't have them together, at least give me that. It's got to get to a point where if you will not answer these questions, like we can cut this episode and we're also going to cut your pay. Yeah, you shouldn't get paid for it then. That's all I ask. Thank you all so much for listening. We really appreciate all of you. Please check out our recent collab on Married at First Sight. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all for joining us on this journey. Though it ended a little sooner than I expected, it's been so fun to witness these women grow, make their own decisions, and decide that Cody is not for them. If you celebrate, I hope you have a great holiday week and you get some time off of work. If you're working, I hope you get to get other days off. And if you don't get either of those, I hope you get a ton of food in your belly. (laughs) I agree. Go to everyone's dinners. Get a to-go plate. Thank you for hanging out with us. Have a fabulous holiday. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you soon. Talk to you later.